All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Dads are back. And guess who else is back? Hunter T. Back on top, that is. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. First place. First place. Tied. Tied for first place. Wait, tied for first place? Did we split the round robins with EG here? What's going on? We did. We did. Tied for first place. Let's be accurate with what we're saying. And they 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 break the tie by the combined credit scores of both teams and you know <laughs> you know we got the highest credit score I, i'm about to fire off a message to equifax just to make sure <laughs> you got to encourage the boys to open up uh or make sure they've got an old line of credit <laughs> well by virtue of credit scores we're number one in the lcs congratulations to everybody we did it uh especially to all of you smart hundred talkers who have picked the right team to cheer for and the right podcast to listen to. That's right. This podcast, of course, brought to you by creditkarma.com. Thanks for calling <laughs> that out, Crockpot, in the chat. <laughs> also brought to you by the power of Rip It Energy Fuel. I'm drinking Red Zone tonight. Red Zone for my LA Thieves. Jordan, did you know that there is a Los Angeles Thieves koozie from the CDL store official? What? Look how bad it looks on the back, though. This is how you know that this is a product of the TDL and not a product of 100 Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> but this is real from the store, and I'm using it. I wish I had it, to be honest with you. Do you think I could fit it on my 100 Talk mug? No. To cut Absolutely not. Holds? It's very narrow. It's a, it's a chore just to get a normal can in there. Uh, and then also, shout out to Elgato for shining the light down upon us just as... Abadaga shines his light of Ari upon us. Yeah. This is a good time. Uh, special shout out to the LA Thieves. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Special shout out to the world champion LA Thieves. That's right. That's right. We're on top of the Call of Duty world. We're soon to be on top of NA in uh, League of Legends when we win this offseason I think everybody's feeling good, Jordan. I think that's the vibe I'm getting from the fan base. What are you thinking? It, yeah, it, it it appears to be good vibes only. The only like this weekend was insane. Everybody playing high stakes. You know, yeah, LCS not super high stakes, but these were big games. Um, and we, yeah, to finish the weekend with a world championship trophy, tied first place. Sort of tied. We have the the credit score advantage. dot com, mm-hmm. and that's now. <laughs> and that wasn't credit score advantage. dot com. That's we have the credit score advantage. dot com. And you too can have the credit score advantage if you head over to we have the credit score advantage. dot com and use code hundred talk. Also has the credit advantage. dot com. You have to put that full thing in. dot com. <laughs> put the whole thing in, and you'll receive two percent off of your. Credit score. Uh, credit <laughs> score. So don't enter it. Don't do it. Don't enter the code. <laughs> <laughs> you said credit score. For the for the love of all things holy, don't enter the code. 
Oh, this is oh, okay. this is one of those podcasts, Cole. It's good vibes. We're being goofy. Why not? It's fun. It's fun times to be a, a Hundred Thieves <sighs> fan. LA Thieves. Please don't click that link in chat. Someone just put the URL in chat. <laughs> if you don't want Dude. your phone becoming a foreign asset, please <laughs> yeah. do not tap that link. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, Blitz is already mining crypto with your computer. So what's one more? You know. Oh, dude, I uninstalled it. Thank you very much, which is why my bills have been so bad in Rec League. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh. Focus. Focus. We're, we're here to talk about the dubs. We're here to talk about the squad that brings us dubs. Oh. Let's do this. Let's do this. Cool. Let's and and look, this. full disclaimer, on no week am I the person to come to for an in-depth analytical review of what has happened in the last week. But this week especially, because I was up to my, my, the top of my ears, the tippy top in esports, and I didn't get to do my usual half-speed VOD review of these games. I, do, I don't actually do that. So you only got to do the quarter speed, <laughs> the three-quarter speed, full speed, one right, quarter, right. one and a half, and two. Okay, I missed I got the half-speed, so, which is really the sweet spot. That's really where it starts to settle in, you know? Yeah, um, that's where you can see the mechanics at like the micro yep. level. Yes, honestly, that's not a bad idea. I might start watching League at half speed just so I can at all speeds fully understand just, at all speeds simultaneously. <laughs> you you hit play and you have eight up and yeah. you just let it roll. Where my Oculus, I don't have one, but if I did, I'd wear that just to really immerse myself. <laughs> Next season, Cole, we got some. Uh, we are we are really focused tonight, man. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, that's my disclaimer. So thanks everyone for giving me some grace today as I was just so happy to win a championship yesterday. I couldn't really concentrate on the minutia of these blowout wins. Can you fault me? Yeah. You know, blowout wins. (laughs) It's kind of weird, right? Because they were yet. They didn't always look like it. Yeah. I'm already off. My analysis is already busted. (laughs) I think, I think it's no, 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 no. I think you're right. It's interesting though, because like, I think usually people are looking for a bone to pick with hundred T and they'd be like, well, if you look at the gold, actually there were a couple of heights where you got to close <laughs> and we're for whatever reason, we're not actually seeing that happen right now for the first time since I can't remember when, uh, we are being given credit and I really like it. Yeah, I really like it. It feels nice to be recognized. You know, it's it's interesting too, Cole. Uh, the credit we're receiving sounds a lot like some of the things we've said. So maybe we're just giving credit. You might accuse us of of you know being overly, uh, you know, positive or forgiving of of errors and mistakes. But if everybody else starts saying the same things that you sort of said before, maybe, just maybe. We're not that far off base in our belief in this team. Because you and I, I think, have been on the belief train for at least a few weeks longer than what I think some people took to kind of remember or realize this team is actually very good. Um, so that for me, that feels good. Not, not to say like yeah. we got it right first, but to say we, we believed in this team. And it wasn't just because we like to believe in this team. Sometimes that's, that's why I believe in this team. Um, sometimes how I make my predictions, but I think it's, it's nice to see. It's like, yeah, people are starting to notice some of the things we've been saying are strengths of the team. Some of the things we've been enjoying seeing. It's good to see that now coming to light. 
it wasn't too long ago that I was having uh, battles in YouTube comments with people calling me a fanboy, right? Mm-hmm. For the things I was saying. But now, as you mentioned, we are finally being given credit. You know who else gives credit? We have that credit score boost for you.com. <laughs> <laughs> so head there to get your credit, 100 Talkers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to not make any jokes like that again. Um, oh my gosh. How do we whew. never realize it's a perfect sponsor? This is so easy. This is, I can do this all day. Um, <laughs> Crack. Okay. Continues to just- <laughs> I think we have to talk about Golden Guardians. Despite everything that's happened over there, I think we still have to talk about Golden Guardians. Yeah. I feel I feel very weird about Golden Guardians. I feel like they are better than um their results have been. Yep. And it is really strange watching them like be like, nah, bro, watch this. We're going to worlds and like just <laughs> go all out at it, which ordinarily is super cool, right? It's like, yeah, no, like let's let's try and win. Like let's do things and try and get there. Yeah. Like otherwise you're waiting for 12 months, yeah. you know, to try and do this again. Why not? <laughs> um but it's been a, a little chaotic over there and and even though, you know, some of some of the players they're pulling might eventually turn into something really cool for them. Yeah. It hasn't clicked yet. And I don't think that Hundred Thieves was at all um, cautious or intimidated by any of these moves. So, Yo, my one takeaway from this game, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a takeaway after you finish yours. I just want to make sure. Okay, we don't well, away from well, this mine's point. this is a good point you brought up, and I want to, I want to elaborate on it more. But go ahead. Do you elaborate first? Because my point will be a longer conversation. So. I, there, there are cautionary tales here that we should not miss. So, I want to hit the the rewind machine, like honestly five weeks is it even that long where people were like matt maybe it's time to move on from abadaga guys maybe it's time i don't know um so put yourself back in that place this golden guardians team is and this is going to sound like criticism and it really isn't um but this is the reason that a, a change like that should only be done as an absolute last case resort which is what they are doing that is the situation mm-hmm. they're in and I give them credit to, like you said, for trying things and not just give them credit. Just oh dang, not gonna do it again. I did it. So, like the inverse of this is is the Immortals uh, or sorry, Dignitas. Um, I get the mix up sometimes in my head. The the Dignitas camp, which is we will sell and look to next year, right? We will accept cash and gifts for <laughs> access to our best players and we'll see you next year guys it's been a good year it's already over it's only august but we're done you know so that's the alternative so you have to give golden guardians credit for not doing that because they could do that they could be like yo clg you want somebody anybody like can open, i interest you in one ligariche <laughs> open market do you want licorice he's he's pretty good you know so they didn't do that so credit to them but even when you have good players which i think they do have like they have good players in in different positions it takes time and we're we're observing that right now like i do to your point i do think this roster will be better at some point than they currently are but it's not right now and it probably isn't next week and when you're talking like every game counts and we're closing out the season every you know like one extra week could be the difference between you making it into the second round of playoffs and and not right so 
that that for me is reason for us to say, look, in summer, you don't make changes to your roster unless you really have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> we've we've uh learned as an org, I think, to be patient. So I'm not even tripping about anything like that on our side because you know, we had a couple bad Abadaga weeks at the beginning of the split and we knew he would turn around and fry like he is capable of. And guess what? He turned around and fried. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but so so coming back to you know, this matchup, um, I think like the point was basically like, Hey guys, there's been a patch. This patch may allow us to be more aggressive and play kind of like the good old days <laughs> where we could just, you know, have fun, you yeah. know, and just, and, cause we've been super patient and calculated with our games, um, over the past few weeks. And I really think that the, the plan here was just like, just go for it and yeah. see what happens. Right. You know, and so we got, we had just like unleashed aggression on the Golden Guardians. And we saw early, especially out of FBI, right? Mm -hmm. Um, FBI was ready to fight over anything and everything. He was a terror. Uh, Yeah, he was. He was a very aggressive Lucian. Lucian is an aggressive champ always, but like the way he played it, especially just absolutely going for it. Um, closer taking some risks and going for it as well on the Wukong, um, seemed to pay off a little bit more for a closer, but both of those guys just basically farming champions throughout the duration of this game. And it made it, it, it's like, it was a nice reminder of how dynamic and like exciting they can be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we've got, like I said, we've gotten used to this um, other more calculated play style. And now on a new patch, it's like, all right, guess what we can still do? <laughs> we didn't forget, you know, and right. And we're <laughs> showing that right before, you know, playoffs get started. So that, again, I always say this, but it's, it's nice to have as many things that other teams have to account for as possible. Right. Play styles, champions, whatever. Right. Yeah. And if it's like, okay, well, are they going to like lock in aggressive champs and go ham on us? Or are they going to like bleed us out to death? Like they've been doing, we don't know, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and what do we do? So I, you know, I just love to, to see that being shown by the team. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and we should shout out who he, I think who, who finished this game. Oh, two and 22. That is a good step. Lucian Nami has been uh, <laughs> pretty effective in the right hands, and we clearly have the right hands. We have um, them. The bubbles. Do you see who he tossed that bubble over the wall, like kind of just blind? Oh. He's like, all right, I know yeah. he's around here walking. Yeah, I think I can snipe him. You know, like seeing stuff like that, we don't talk about who he enough. Um, his, his next game. So he was, what, what did I say? It was 0-2 and 22 his Yumi game that we'll talk about soon. Oh, one in 20. So, uh, on the weekend, we're looking at Oh three and 42. That is obscene. Not bad. That is a, a really, uh, disgusting stat line for the weekend. (laughs) And I, I've been saying it, man. I still think he is so good. He's impressing me more in the last few weeks. I think honestly, probably like during this seven game win streak, I feel like he has been so on it and he's showing so many different looks. Uh, this one is not a new look, Nami. This is his most played champ for the split. Um, Do you remember how hard he went against EDG at Worlds on the Nami? Yes. 
it was, Yo, it was it looked good yeah man. and um i'll talk to you more about some of the things that i like just how important that is next game because yumi is a new champ that he we haven't seen from him yet the split uh but the nami is his most played champ and he looks so good on it um the two of them together clearly just you know cementing themselves as the premier bot lane in the lcs right now yeah it was uh that competition has kind of been open this split right like there's been a lot of bot lanes popping off at different times and i felt like we were relatively quiet for who we are yeah for the first half of the split and i think we're emerging at just the right time guess what that's what we do in every respect at some point, Cole, I'm gonna at to, the right time. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you about your theory on like peaking too early or mm. like getting a loss in before. You know, like I feel like you've got a good sense for that just from traditional sports as well. So I don't know if now's the time to I have mean, that conversation, but that's just a that's just a belief. That's like a belief and a superstition more than anything else. But you, but I feel I, like I think it's real. I think you know? it's real <laughs> like too. I, I fully think you, believe in it. You've convinced me that it's something. I mean small sample size but like the last couple of years the the incredible form that we hit eg on um there wasn't a team certainly in north america who could have beaten them last split and they were just it was it was like a non-stop rise in form and we caught them yeah. at the wrong point you know at some point that dips back down uh, but it certainly wasn't during finals weekend so i mean what i'm noticing right now is we've been winning a lot and at some point we'll have to stop winning you know like you you can't win forever but when is that point and at what cost because some I, we have been the team to undo many teams right like we yeah. end their win streak and then they don't pick it back up right. and it's add eg to the list yeah it, <laughs> it it makes me um it's a good thing to be nervous about like what if we win too much is a fine place to be um but that's where i feel like we're at it's like lcs affluenza oh no we're going to win too much right okay we're getting out of control here we're just getting uh it is we're just, just we're just getting a little loose like i think people who don't know us right now are hating us yeah. anyway uh so all that to say <laughs> Uh, Golden Guardians, I think was, I, I wouldn't put it fully in the experimental category because it's not like the picks were outrageous, right? Yeah. Um, we had orange for someday. Guess what? <laughs> that was what it always is. Uh, Wukong for closer, very well-known quantity there. Yeah. Abadaga on Lissandra. We know that too. And Lushanami for FBI. So it's like not a comp experiment, but, a um, yeah. change your aggression dial experiment <laughs> and it's a good thing to see it's a very good thing to see yeah. was that and this was was this a someday Ooh. solo kill on sejuani game i think so but one am one i quick i don't have so chat i don't have notes from the games this weekend because i watched them at, like while i was doing yeah. things so i don't actually like have my typical written notes but i'm pretty sure yeah, it was we it got was. to see one of those on the old boy Ligariche. I think like the redemption arc for it's, that matchup is is complete. is complete. Yeah. It's been like he's just <laughs> got back on track with it. They they didn't I renew that that arc for another season. Like it's 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 fully done now. Licorice would have to start 
beating someday regularly, like probably over a split for it to be renewed for another season. It's done. Someday has cemented himself as the the winner of that matchup. Um, Licorice has a long way to go to catch back up. Yes, and that's a good feeling because it, it was a little rough. Uh, it was against him at that point. Hey, one quick um, point. You talked about how mm-hmm. like this feels like a pretty standard or similar lineup for us, and it is. Um, most played is Lucian Nami, and Orn is second most played. Have you? Are you realizing that I picked up Gold.gg? It's a good site. Um, yeah, it's a good but, site. But mm-hmm. my point, my my thought on that was, this feels like the the standard thieves lineup right now, right? Um, which I think is a is it is feels like a good one to have as your standardish. And I, I think you know, like we've got the Lissandra Tech in there too, so it feels like we're starting to do that more, right? Like honing in on the things that make us really effective and powerful, especially now that some of those patch changes are through, and then mm-hmm. just finding the right piece to go along with it. And that's exactly I think where you want to be where you can, if they leave open these picks for us, we're going to have a powerful core and then we can just flex it as needed in different spots to find the right way to play it. Um, like having, having the ability, because I think sometimes you get a, 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 a set like strategy or lineup that is dependent on having a, a very similar or like exactly the same style. Um, yeah. So I'm glad to see us flexing it. I think that's a good sign at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got we're multifaceted, yep. uh, multi-speed, you know. Right. And us learning to play slow into is form. probably a really good thing, actually. I think. Oh yeah, that'll round you out for sure. Yeah. Um. So in this game, I think like there were mistakes, right? It wasn't it yep. wasn't a, a clean sheet for us or whatever. But I think I think literally all of the mistakes can just be attributed to you going hard you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like playing a little fast and loose with it yep we it's not like we we're getting out macroed or um outflanked or anything like that it was just like staying to try and kill people just mm-hmm. i want to kill more yeah let's you know let's toss a few uh more skill shots in there and see what we land and they, um, they had some really <clears throat> good engage tools right like yeah there were a few times where we got hit with a cataclysm or a glacial prison or mm-hmm. you know, like leader got a big burst of damage off, but for the most part, that never tipped the game away from us. You know, like there were two fights that we lost, I think, because they had some good engages and setups, and yeah. they were back to back. So for a moment, it was like, are we are we approaching throw territory here? Um, but then we just reset, and Abadaga did the same thing to them. We just had a crazy engage and blew up Stix A, and that was pretty much the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, what a nice little find there. It was beautiful. And it looked oh, like he wasn't oh, going to get it, but then he did. Yeah, at first, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't. But oh, look, Abadaga finding a critical pick that, you know, yeah. <laughs> basically just wins the whole game. Yes. You know who that yes. brought a Used smile to, to the face of? Who? Who he? Who he from the, uh, the God flank on Lissandra? <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Yep. From that one Lissandra to another. He passed the torch. Yeah. <laughs> End the game, <laughs> my man. End it. Yeah. <laughs> Though thankfully this wasn't a forty-five minute no, game against it wasn't. Um so yeah, I, I think I think that, yeah, totally chalk up whatever uh sloppiness, if you want to say that, to going to kill people. And that's that's the full story of the game. Yeah. We're just better. We know it. Um we're playing in different ways. 
getting our feet on the ground. I f- it feels good. And, and to have that game right leading into C9, which is historically a very, like, you know, uh, tough matchup for us. C9 always seems to be like the team that we have to prove ourselves against, <clears throat> you know, more, more than any other. It feels like they are the measuring stick for us. You know, even while EG's in first place, it seems like, well, we got to beat C9. Like, we have an opportunity to beat C9. We'll see what happens then. You know, it's like always exactly. like that. It's it's kind of like, look, if we want to be top three, they're the ones we have to keep out, you know, mm-hmm. um, at least. that That's been kind of the theme of the last couple splits, it feels like. Yeah. And I think you you put a stat in there somewhere that we are, we've generally been doing pretty well at that. Yeah, yeah. So, in, so since Abadaga joined Hundred Thieves, we've played C nine fourteen games, and mm-hmm. so that includes, um, I think, a playoff series, and and maybe a mid season showdown or whatever, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but basically, it's- in all all the games that yeah, that might have been right before Abadaga, I don't know. But if you if you go back, our last fourteen games versus C nine, which is the period that Abadaga joined. We're 10 and four against C9. Yeah. That is very one-sided. Right. 10 and four is, is a, that's a significant difference. And that's the kind of ratio that C9 had against us before Abadaka got here. So like you yeah. look at the franchise history, it's actually really crazy. Um, maybe I'll look it up. Well, you got to do a query on Leaguepedia to see it the best mm-hmm. way. Um, but when you do, it's like, it's like, very dominated by C9 and then all of a sudden <laughs> it starts going the other way and the thing that makes the difference is the Abadaga acquisition and Reaper. Yeah. Um, don't want to forget that as well. Yep. So it's very, very interesting to see that happen. Uh, they just don't, like I'm mentioning how they're, they're always the measuring stick for us, but we measure up these days, you yeah. know, and <laughs> that's another way why we're just different than things used to be. And I hope people appreciate that for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, obviously a lot of changes at C9 during that time too. Like it would be interesting to look at the, you know, the number of roster changes. It's kind of crazy since we got Abadaga, we've not changed C9. It feels like has flipped their roster and their staff a couple of times. Um, so they're still trying to find that one to actually get back into a dominant position. Uh, and it feels like we're, in, in the good place of uh, actually holding on to the dominant position for a while here. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Reaper diff, maybe it's given us the Intel on the old team. There I don't go. know, but whatever it is, uh, we kind of own them now. <laughs> That's fun to say. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, what's even more fun is watching Abadaga lock in Ari mm. and having the game that he had. So this dude was nuts on Ari. Yeah. He was insane. That fight on bot side, he was he was like, and you know, there's a slang where you dance on somebody, right? Yeah. But it was like both slang true and literally true watching him do this. He was uh. so good. He was flying around, had all the exact right angles yep. for everything. And he picked up, I think he picked up a triple kill. It might have been two. It might have been. I think FBI may have scooped one or something like that. I think he got a bounce to my, get the last hit or something. It looked like he should yeah, have had the triple, but it was yeah. He gave 
Not a bad dude. thing to do, by the way. Give, giving an extra kill to your Sivir. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll take that. Uh, but it was just such an insane yeah. game from him mechanics-wise. It really was. And I think that's a good thing to remind people because I don't think mechanics comes to mind for many people when you're looking at Abadaga, mm-hmm. right? Like, we've pointed out that there are a couple of picks where that's true and this is one of them, but it just, like, blasts that right in front of your face. Like, look at this dude go. Yeah. They could not get away from him. They couldn't, they couldn't land things on him. They couldn't get away from his skill shots. His movement was incredible. It was like he was, like, playing Call of Duty on him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just flying around, slide-canceling It was yeah. as Ari. Yeah, he he was playing a different game. There's really no question about that. Like he he had too much in the kit. I think bet- between the Yumi speed, the ult, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, he had he had the uh, I always get the wrong name. Everfrost, the item, you know, the the active. Oh, item. the um, yes, yes, the yes, the like, it's like just just one more thing to lock people down if he happened to miss something. You know, it, like he would, yeah. I think it was, it felt like the most dominant Ari I've seen this split. I'm sure somebody will challenge that with another great Ari game because there's been a lot of them. But certainly this was, he, I think the way you put it is right. Mechanically, there was, he's, there's no comparison for champs. He's had some flashy plays this split. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had some great Azir plays, some flanks, some scoops, some flat, you know, like some good setups. But this was just fight after fight, man. He was everywhere. And, uh, you know, like not only was the scoreline dominant, but he was just oppressive in this game. Ever from yeah, thanks. I think I think it got to the the place for C nine where it's just like, well, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. You know, because there was there just wasn't anything they could do in the situation. Like it was yeah. just going to happen, so you know we can make <laughs> this easy or or hard. It's up to you. You know. Yeah. Uh, but. I just love seeing that. You mentioned um, you mentioned the Yumi lock-in. Now, you know yes. how excited I was to see Yumi picked mm-hmm. for us because nothing I love more than a good Yumi, yeah, right? Very exciting gameplay, yep. However, <laughs> despite my sarcasm on that topic, like I mentioned, 01 and 20 on the Yumi from Uhi, and it was very, very, very good. I think I saw like... One time where I was like, oh, you know, maybe he picked like the wrong angle on the old up top at one time, like very like yeah. doesn't matter play totally inconsequential, but he was so good on the champ that you got to call that out. Like, yeah, we made Yumi work for <laughs> us. So now that's another thing you got to pay attention to, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't let Yumi go. He I think we lose a lot more of these fights without his Yumi. It, mm-hmm. There were there were a lot of close fights. Um, it's it's kind of you know just maybe chalk it up to me not watching a lot of Yumi gameplay. Like I would forget he was there a lot of the time. You don't you know he's not like a, <laughs> yeah, his model right. is not super prominent. And so I'd they're see down us, one man in the yeah, fight. Yeah, <laughs> I'd see us like, hey, we're squaring up here, and it looks like we're outnumbered. And then it's like, no, we're, we're actually incredibly fast. We're healing. We've, you know, like just all this stuff that was, um, it made close fights, not even remotely close <laughs> or what, what, what uh. looked like it could have been a close fight. It, it just, it was no contest. Not to mention the fact that by the time we got into a lot of these fights, it was 
at that point in the game, you know, FBI was like, he had a full item ahead of Berserker. He was, he was just incredibly fed. You hear that everybody? A full item ahead of Berserker. He was, yeah. They, they were uh, on different timelines in this game. Um, <laughs> here, here's something else fun about the Yumi. So first time we played the split and who he has a champion ocean. Okay. This split, he has played uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight champions once. And he's played a few champions more than that. He's played Renata, Tom Kench, and Nami more than once. But just the, the man has so many different looks. Um, and it's like... Though the there was range. a Yasuo game in there, and maybe we'll just not. Game. We'll strike that yeah. from the record, yeah, right? I did count that one. I, I, you know, I don't think we'll see it again. <laughs> I don't think we'll see it again. But it's like... The whole range, you got the Yumi, he's got the Gragas for kind of like the, the CC and Engage. Had a sick Braum pick. The Braum, he's got, Al, his Alistair looked amazing, you know, um, he's got the Lulu for Enchanter, he's Nautilus for Hooks, like, he can play anything, he can play anything. He's a very good Renata player also. He's a very good Renata player. Um, his KDA, by the way, top KDA, do you dare a guess? At his KDA? His top KDA champion for the split. Oh, top KDA champion. Yeah. Uh, it's Yumi. I mean, Yumi? Yeah, 20. Yeah, I was going to say, the one if on sample size, <laughs> yeah. he got 20 assists with one yeah. death, right? So 20. Although his Nami is 14 and a half over three games, which is gross. So I, That is really disgusting. I'm three all in on Huhi. Still 14 and a half. I, I feel like the thing I've said most about Huhi this split is we don't talk about Huhi enough. So here it is. We're talking about Huhi. And this man is almost in the same way. It's like the conversation about Busio is getting a little bit louder. And I'm not going to draw a link here to say this is why, but he is making me think very hard about who could replace him. Uh, because I think he's, he's very clearly in command of his spot on this roster. I think it would be madness at this point to, to make a change. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation. One we'll have to revisit um going down but yep um i did i did want to point out something that we seem to have learned how to out c9 c9 um i don't know what your (laughs) core memories are of all the losses (laughs) against c9 when they were super good and we couldn't get over the hump i remember them mine seemed to be every time we get a pick or we get something there's some miraculous cleanup fight where we basically lose whatever ground we gained. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they just have this uncanny ability to turn something small into like, you just lost every bit of advantage you gained, <laughs> even though you like gained that advantage. So in such like a surprising and unlikely way. Right. Yep. And that's exactly what we were doing to them in this game. I mean, look at that Baron that they take. They're like, oh, yeah, we got this Baron. Like, things are different now. Watch what we do with this gold. Like, let's go. (laughs) Late game fudge, you know, all that. And we said, how about we take that Baron back? (laughs) Put it back on the shelf. You got it? Okay. We don't allow you to use it. We're going to kill every single one of you. Yep. You know, and just neutralize it, get all the gold back with the kills. Yeah. And it was like the Baron never happened. And and that is the kind of play that they would do to us when they were inside of our brains. Yeah. And um, 
man, that is a juicy thing to watch. Yeah, we we haven't mentioned the the comms live listen-ins, which mm. just wipe the uh, the the um, rating, the family-friendly rating of the yes, cast exactly. right off the map. Yeah. It's like, glad uh, my kid isn't watching this with I, me right Yeah, now. <laughs> I don't know what the sponsors are going to have to say about that. But, so maybe that doesn't stick around. Um, yeah. But it was interesting for that play to hear them say, like, forget Baron. We got, we got the fight, you know? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Don't, don't yeah, point flip. for try forget. To, don't, Nash, just, right? don't try to steal the Baron. Just let them have it, and then we'll clean up all the gold. That's fine. That's, you know, I'm doing the math. It checks out. We're in good shape here. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. We're thinking smart about these games. Good call on that. Speaking of thinking smart, someday, man, someday would not let anything happen. He just like, they tried to bait him like four times in this game. <laughs> they tried to make him make a mistake and he just refused basically. Yep. You know, the, the wait, what did he, he had, was it one death that he had this game? Let me uh, he had three. Uh, he had three. Okay. Yeah. I he, remember one specifically where, he he did he died to save everybody else like quite yeah. obviously you know and he needed to buy and back whatever yeah he he so he was he was trying to spring him free that happened for sure um but yeah it's just like he wouldn't bite on the little like fudge setup place oh yeah it's kind of like fudge <laughs> what are you doing dude Do you, don't you know who I am don't you know how long I've been doing this right. and I've played I played a like, few times here this is not a trade that you take. Because you think it's a good trade. Right. This guy is just like, I I don't know how it's possible that he seems to be playing better now. Yeah. You know, we don't have like the four man Jack's counter strike to save the game plays necessarily, but he's just so consistently good and so consistently smart. Yeah. It's like, when is like, seriously, can you think of a single time where you've been like, yeah, we might have won that game if not for someday making whatever. You know, yeah. <laughs> can you yeah. think about that? Like, I literally can't think of a time. Yeah, I mean, I think that the last time I can think of it was when he and Closer weren't on the same page. And that was kind of the beginning of the the dip in performance from Sunday. And it, but it, it typically did materialize in that way, right? Like, there's just something's off here, and these plays are not productive. We're not getting value out of the time that they're spending in his lane. We are so far from that point now, right? Like, I feel it's it's weird, but I forget that teams get out of sync. Like, we, this team is so yeah. locked in with each other. It is, it's just very rare that we make a misplay so far as communication and timing and setup goes. Like, even the gank at the start of this game, that was very, like, early ganks are super hard now we did such a good job mm -hmm. of juggling turret aggro like if you took three shots from that turret you were dead from 100 percent health because we were it was like i don't know what level it was but it was very maybe it was four or something we invested a ton of people because it was it was shut down nyla time or nila i don't know what, what are you saying nila nila i don't like, know what do we know? like nyla. we don't know how to pronounce anything yeah so but like we we decided to do that and we did it and it wasn't the play that lost us the game right it was the opposite like it 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 accomplished what we set out to i think we gave them back a kill and trade from jensen but you know like that's a hard play to make and us making it and even going for it says a lot about the confidence of where this team's at yeah 
Um, so yeah, C9 sent him back to the garbage can. Um, they actually, I mean, look, C9 is in fifth place right now. They are one game above 500. They're eight and seven. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is just not what I'm used to seeing out of them. But that first weekend, um, Cole. Well, if you strike that from the record, then they are very good. Yeah. Well, if you strike our <laughs> losses from the record, we look even better. Right. If you, look, if you, you can make a two point of our with losses, that. you can look that I, I'm not, I don't mean to make fun of that point. It is valid to do those things. Yeah. It is to make a point. It is valid to be like, well, look, since then this has happened, but you just can't be selective. I'm not, I'm not going to trip too hard about that because you know, it's, it's legit. Yeah. It's legit. Yeah. So anyway, um, so now we've, we've gotten to this place where, like I said, we're finally seeming to get some sort of credit, um, for how good this team is. And one of the weirdest manifestations of this is, uh, that now suddenly people are starting to talk about someday as not as like a potential MVP, but as, the second place in MVP voting, right? <laughs> because lest you forget, we decided MVP four weeks ago, you know, right, so we right, can't right. go back and change that. Cause we already decided it's inspired and we already front loaded the players of the week for him and everything. <laughs> Who the heck cares? It's fake, but yeah. it's interesting to watch people make the case for someday now, all of a sudden. And, and the first person I heard um, do it was Emily Rand on the dive mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of funny because watching them have that conversation, it's like a lot of a lot of their facts were not super accurate about him. It's like actually he's been better for longer than you're giving him credit to. Right. And the times where you're pointing to him getting credit, he wasn't really getting yeah, credit. Yeah. So shout out to those who give credit. Like we give credit to y'all.com. <laughs> Use code hundred time. <laughs> we give credit. You can have it. <laughs> just sign up for our mailing list we'll give you 10 credit points easy Please, and just a reminder to not click the li- these links in chat as they're being presented by people but um but here's the thing like i get where people are coming from on inspired feeling like the mvp yeah. except for the fact that he hasn't seemed to be that he hasn't seemed to like really matter for a couple weeks in a row. Oh, I don't know. I have a, a, a moment. I just had an epiphany. Oh, go for it. I don't know how inspired is doing. I am. So that should tell you all but, you need to know, but this is an important point. I don't know how he's doing. I have not been watching his games closely. <clears throat> I'm not tracking his performance in the games that I do watch. I'm not taking note of how he's, performing or how he's playing replace what i just said with someday's name and you will understand why people are just realizing that someday's having a good split in fact he may be having an mvp caliber split i genuinely believe that people are not watching him that closely i really believe that yeah and that's fine that's fine but i think that the 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 way that narrative gets written out so what i just told you is what's true for me, I don't know how he's doing because I'm not watching his games very closely. I got other stuff to watch. This weekend, I had a lot of other stuff to watch. I, I don't even know if Inspired played. But the, the problem with that is when, you, when, when there are people whose 
job it is to watch every game of league and know everything about what every player is doing, you have to be selective. The human brain cannot remember the, the, the minute details of every game, the ins and outs. So I'm, I'm pretty convinced that people haven't been watching some days closely, especially when we weren't playing all that well, our games that were slower, you know, the games like that kind of thing. And people are now surprised, I think a little bit at just how good he still is now that there's a closer eye on us. So that's why I think in, in some places it feels like, have they just been sleeping on someday or did they forget? I just think that it's hard to like, once you, when you establish that inspired is your MVP in week three, you're going to watch him every week and say, Oh my gosh, he's doing so well. And somebody's going to have great games that you don't look at as closely. I think that's the reality of it. Yeah, that is the reality of it. And I am trying so hard to restrain myself from going on the rant that I went on. Um, gosh, when was that? <clears throat> well, I ranted about LCS analysts kind of like being asleep at the wheel when it comes to getting narratives out. And I like, and I love them. I, I think they're very good at their jobs and stuff, but I just think that there's, there maybe is too much ground to cover or something because they are clearly late to things mm -hmm. and they're clearly just not, not updating their opinions in real time. And <clears throat> I think they have to do more work to go out and find the narratives than they are currently doing. They're basically just watching it come to them instead of going out to get it. Yeah. You have to be slow. Maybe it's time for a riot. Uh, it's weird because you know, it's like, if you think of like how, um, a traditional sports publication covers their sports. They have beat writers, right? Like covering the teams, watching them closely. Mm -hmm. And uh, since Riot is the is basically the only driver of coverage, right? In the space, it's kind of you know it's kind of weird for them for Riot to have beat writers on teams or whatever. But we may just be at that point where like if we want to have an accurate representation of this scene, we need to have some beat writers telling the story. Cause it's just, it's getting a little nutty, yep. but I think you're right. Like, I mean, we saw this happen with, uh, with summit yep. also, right. Where it's just like you, they make up their minds in the first few weeks and then it doesn't matter from that point. Summit did not have a good end of the split. Like it was very bad for him. Yeah. Um, not just playoffs. And it wasn't like he ended the yeah. split smelling like roses. And then, yeah. whoops, forgot how to play and play out. Like, but it was like foregone conclusion. Yeah. It's like, well, got to give it to C9 because we give it to C9 players and he's the best one right now. He's been very good. You know? He's been very good. And, and, and so it, if, if, if you're a team like us and we come on late in, this, in the split, it's almost like just a futile thing to, to even think about MVPs. Someday has, has played excellent. He's played MVP caliber. I'm not going to, and I'm not, I want to be clear here too. I'm not sitting here telling you for sure that he's, he should be the MVP. Right. I don't, I'm not convinced that that's the case. I think inspired needs to have a, a bad super week for, for that to like really be the case. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny because it, it's like everything is decided in the first half of the split. And then who cares what happens? Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the rest. And it's it's a shame that that happens to our players. Um, this will be the test. It's a shame if if they both end really well. I could see Inspired getting it right. If Inspired ends poorly, and someday ends 
white hot and he doesn't get it, something ain't right. Look, and, and, and what the one thing I'm paying attention to that I absolutely will call out if it happens is how we, whenever we've had somebody that we maybe thought was worthy of MVP or at least should be in the discussion, the response is always, it should go to the best player on the best team, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like that's what the criteria ends up being where there's always this debate about, well, do you like go with the best team? Cause winning is important. Or do you find like the one person who is most valuable to their team and what they do, yep. you know? And in the past we've talked so much about that second look at it where it's like without someday, this team would not be what it is. You know, that's right. been kind of like the argument in the past. And the reply is, well, it's not, you're not the best team. Right. So we can't take you because you're not the winningest team. Right now, we are tied at the top for the best team. We have the recency edge over EG, you know? They might have to face this. They might have to face this. I don't know when exactly the voting happens, but I, I just feel like this is already over and it shouldn't be. Yeah. And, and they're going to have to like, retcon their reasoning and explanations <laughs> yeah because because like it may fall apart if they are unlucky i'm gonna be honest i i don't think i think there's zero percent chance that somebody gets it i think it's decided <laughs> i think it's like 10 percent. Yeah. i really think if if somebody pops off <laughs> and inspired plays bad in two out of three games i think it's in the realm of possibility but still not very likely at all yeah well another split another conversation i mean yeah there, there's no yeah, and no it's someday ends. again right yeah do you remember that's another thing they got wrong when they were talking about this is like well yeah you remember how raz was pushing really hard for someday and closer to be you know considered for mvp he was like no he said <laughs> that closer should be it and he made a video directed at us explaining why someday doesn't qualify for the conversation they yeah. showed our small poll of like 400 hundred thieves fans that said 90% of us feel like someday is the better candidate for MVP than closer. Yeah. And then just proceeded to tell us why that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so again, hopefully for them, they don't have, uh, they don't have inspired on a bad weekend and they have to, you know, explain why hundred thieves is in first place, but their best player is not being considered for MVP. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. This will be the split. And, where I get to rewrite the rules of MVP. It'll so, <laughs> and as a couple, be broken. And as a couple of people are saying, good chat, like maybe it's better that we don't, so we can have that chip on our shoulder. We seem to do well with the chip on our shoulder. And as Crockpot pointed out also, what do we always say? We don't care about regular season awards. Yep. We care about winning. Anyway, uh, yeah. Well, that's my old man rant for right now. <laughs> I just like, and I, that's the thing. It's like, I don't super care about it either. Other than like, I love my guys and I want to see them like respected. And yeah. that is a, that is a massive boat that turns very slowly. <laughs> the, the name is wrong. They should call it best player. Why do they call it MVP? <laughs> most valuable player it's not that's what we'll do that's what we'll do instead of campaigning for our our player we will campaign to <laughs> rebrand the award as best player and we know it sounds lame best player best player that's it let's let's shed the pretense here 
of most valuable. All right, Cole. Who cares? We'll Just give, give it to best player on best team award. <laughs> we'll give it, Cole. At the end of this split, we'll give it <laughs> best player on best team. All right. You heard it here first. The Leonard Talk Awards are coming. It's it's gonna go oh. to the person who finishes the split in first place. Gosh, and I have to restrain myself from teasing our idea for the beginning of next split. You know that one content yeah, idea it. that yeah. I, I, I won't. I won't do you it. You guys will like it, but it'll fit right in with that. Anyway, let's let's stop complaining. Okay. I don't like being a complainer, and I'm sure Darkuth has turned us off. So, Bpobt. Uh, <clears throat> I like Darkuth. It is now safe to. Turn the volume back up and start listening again. Yeah, he's he's done. unsubscribed. He's unfollowed. It's done. It's, but we <laughs> you, wish you may give us back your Twitch Prime. <laughs> we wish you'd come back. <laughs> also, you said you said B P O B T. How do we, how are we going to pronounce that? I vote for B popped. B popped. <laughs> the B popped award. <laughs> B popped. There it is. The B popped. I All can't right, wait. Good. We're gonna have it's a ceremony. I'll wear a tuxedo. This is great. Great. <laughs> Congratulations on the B-Pop award. Okay. <laughs> one more, one more uh, thing to raise here. Yeah, that's when we're talking about whether or not people are getting credit is the underappreciated staff of hundred thieves. Mm. Like what? I, this isn't, this isn't like a long discussion to be had. Okay. Yeah. This is more of a side note that like we're being told now Okay, like, yeah, you know what? 100 Thieves can turn it on when it matters, and they are doing well, and they look like a top team in the LCS. We're still not really talked about as the top team, but okay, whatever. I'll take that they at least are including us with EG as the two top teams separated from the rest of the pack. You know, I'll take it. That's cool. Yeah, Let's go. But it seems like there's never any mention of what the staff has, like what role the staff has played in doing this early on there was a focus on the staff because like you know obviously reaper was a big change and they kept the roster together and stuff so i think like early on people were pointing this out and be like yeah look you know papa smithy reaper all the guys like they've they've you know they've been patient and it's it's worked out for them and then like basically like 14 months has gone by and we haven't really heard mention of it yeah. again. And I just feel sad. That's all this is. I just feel <laughs> sad. I'm not trying to tell anyone what to say, but um, you know, here we are like, and I'm saying this regardless of how super week goes, regardless of how playoffs go. Even here we are in the same position that we've been in for the past two splits, you know, so it's three splits in a row of top tier excellence from the team when like we were not really considered one of the dominant teams. That's going to be good for a long time. We're not spending as much money as some of the teams we're competing against. This is just different. The staff has been able to achieve on a level that really should be setting an example for the rest of LCS. And it's barely mentioned ever. Yep. And that just makes me sad. That's all I want to say. Yeah, it's a tough one. I have to imagine. I mean, we've talked before about how how hard it is to um, try to quantify the impact of the staff. Um, I mean, there there are always like those big overt moments where it's like, and you've got players on the bench, 
for. You've made a trade. Yeah. You know, like those are those are the big things that it's easy to evaluate after the fact. We've had so little of that. You know, it, it, in some ways, the the big decisions they've made, and and I think they are actually really big decisions. It's easy to overlook them because it looks like, from the outside perspective, stasis. Right? Things aren't changing. <clears throat> You're not making big acquisitions or moves. Um, if you look at Academy, of course, it's a different story. Like the mm-hmm. below the lcs level there's a lot happening um but that's that's rarely the focus of look look how many players have touched 100 thieves mm-hmm. at various levels right. and have continued to progress upwards um look how many you know three of the five players on clg <laughs> touched the 100 thieves organization and improved a lot mm-hmm. during their time there you know and now yep. look at the turnaround yeah it's like that's one facet of it that they're obviously and, and it's there's ample evidence to look at to say this is really working it's like the peter dunn eg thing where it's like wow talent development you know like we've got uh, the same or or better chops just because their talent development has passed straight through to their lcs roster it's easier on a week-to-week basis to say eg amazing and they are doing amazing work not to take any credit away from them but it's like you've got it right there every time they play a game in the lcs like wow here it is for us it's like well clg you know (laughs) yeah right look at how much we've done um, but I do think it's, so all that to say, I have to imagine that coaching staff doesn't really mind being behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, I agree with this. Yep. And, um, the other thing I'm really interested in, you know, it's kind of like when you look back at C9 Reaper, it feels like he did a lot of, you know, it was the blabber and Sven Skarin, like big decisions made there, putting blabber and promoting him, splitting playing time, benching people. Like it was big broad strokes and in very important decisions and most of them bore out to be the right ones yeah like and those are those are certainly hard i almost wonder if when we look back on reaper's tenure with 100 thieves if it'll be i mean it's it's kind of the opposite in a way which is fascinating where all of i'm I'm sure that the same or similar thought process is going into this roster who should be starting who are our guys what gives us the best chance to win we're clearly we've positioned ourselves now more often than not to win which is crazy uh mm-hmm. and when i say win i mean like the title um yeah but i think that the the magic of this of, of his work here reaper specifically um but i'm sure the whole staff is the way we have we have created a roster with longevity it doesn't happen it has never happened in this way it's crazy and, and i'm probably 2008 there's an asterisk there 2018 on right like when we first yeah. started watching um it's really hard to do and i think it'll be fun uh to look back at some point years from now and just i would love to know more about like what were the decisions they made that enabled that to happen because clearly they're making them and it's hard to give credit in the moment um but i think it's as noteworthy as a big acquisition or you know roster swaps it's like stability stability which feels like none of the other top rosters or teams have been able to capture that and you got to give reaper and, and, and the staff pop smithy freeze etc tons of credit for that and i don't think we should we should not do that only in retrospect right yeah that's all we wanted to say that's all i wanted to say. you know that's all we wanted to say we just we just wanted to give them a quick shout out because they're never shouted out anymore oh papa's here <clears throat> um that's a read to, yeah yeah papa's ears were burning he showed up <laughs> he's like all right yeah lay it on me boys yep 
We'll see if maybe <laughs> I'll get some uh, instant feedback. I wonder how close I am to uh, what's actually happening. Well, maybe we'll have Papa put in a word that we want to want to do some interviews in the off season with the staff. You know, do some of that. Yeah. What you think? Okay, uh, let's go to listener takes. We've got <laughs> we've actually got a few, but I'm I'm good to work through a lot of these, Jordan. If you are, let's do it. Okay. Um, we've got a we've got a first first taker first take submitter, um, Ruthie. Oh, nice here. Ruthie asks, "Do you think we can win the split? Seeing how competitive it is, CLG, T, uh, CLG, Team Liquid, C9, and EG are all big threats. So I'm assuming when she says win the split, she means the title, um, more so than like you know finishing first place regular season. Um, my my answer to that is absolutely yes. Yeah. Though good of you to point out the competition level. It's kind of weird taking those the the orgs that she named just like." you know, going on CLG definitely overachieving expectations. I'm not sure how threatening they are, but I may be wrong because they keep winning, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're what they're in third place now. Right. Um, with team liquid (laughs) who, who team liquid is the team where I always feel like they'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, and they clearly have the money and the, the nameplates to be a team that like, yeah, they're going to be threatening and, and maybe finally they're starting to play that way. Um, so I do, I definitely have team liquid up and like, yeah, yeah, look, they're going to be threatening C9. I, I think C9 is better than the record shows right now. And I don't mean just that, you know, before they had this, the people like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like they're going to be good and threatening. And then EG, of course, they've been very good and consistent, uh, ever since they, you know, caught lightning in a bottle last, last split. Yeah. So yes, I do view this as a very competitive split. And yes, I do think that we both have the potential to win it all. And we have the track record and experience to yep. be a very good candidate to win it all. And, and, and maybe the favorite. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll add a few things. We've shown that we can beat them as good as they are. I think they'll continue to improve. You know, I, I think a lot of them are trending positively so far as their uh, performance goes. So yeah, I think it'll be a tough, I think it's gonna be a good, uh, like a strong playoff bracket, which is awesome. That's a really good thing for the region uh, as fans. Like, I think we'll get some compelling series, which is great. Um, I, here's the reason I'm confident this time. Um, one, we have shown that we can beat EG. I mean, when we lost to EG last time, it felt like we could not possibly beat them. And yeah. They were like possessed by higher yeah. power. It wasn't that we played <laughs> poorly. They they were just on a different plane of existence. And that's fine. Faker was astral projecting <laughs> into each member of EG. Yeah, but the version of Faker who had spent his life at that he position. Said, he, he did this with the globe and said, boom, Houston. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so that's big. It's big that we beat them. Because I think it'll show us too that we can. Um, and we beat the rest of these teams too different times and and in the past splits the competition has been good like it's not like we made it to finals in two splits where everybody was you know it was a snooze fest like there have been good teams um the other thing that gives me confidence is we're showing a lot of different looks um which i think that is one of the most important things to have ready for a best of and especially when for multiple best ofs um so i think that's great and I think that's actually, we're probably stronger in that sense than we have been in past splits. So I actually have a little bit more confidence. 
like it. Um, Gabe says we have arguably the hardest schedule of the top four teams next week. I think that's a good thing to keep the fire burning. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I like, we don't have an easy super week out of us. FlyQuest is in sixth place. They're seven and eight. Sorry, fly check guys. It's been rough lately, but they're, they've got potential there. Plus they tend to play pretty well against us. Like they're, it almost feels like they're, the dignitas of ghost of past right with us (laughs) right now. Like fly will, will punch above their weight when they play us. It feels like for sure. So I don't think that that's a gimme, even though their you know, their record isn't good. Um, then we have, of course the two teams right below us tied for third CLG and team liquid team liquid and CLG, both seeming to find their form as of late CLG has won what, like five in a row now or something like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Team liquid. You know, we we saw what they were able to do to EG. It was embarrassing for EG. So yeah, I I definitely think like we have a very hard weekend um, in front of us. Yeah. And uh, as as an appendage to this state, Gabe said, I don't think we see academy subs in this year. The team was first place to be a lock, and I do think there's a lot at stake mm-hmm. uh, with that. You know, considering the format. If you are top two, you need to you need to win just one best of five to lock worlds, and that's a huge thing. I don't think we're gonna be doing, you know, fun roster experimentation this weekend either. No, no. So maybe I'll be surprised, but I I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think so because it, I'm assuming you listed them in the order we play. Um, is that mm-hmm. right? FlyQuest, okay. CLG, yeah. Team Liquid. So look, you play Team Liquid last. That's that's too good of practice for playoffs. You don't want to. You know, if you secure top two, you don't play your academy guys against them. One, it's not a great, you know, let's get you some some practice against LCS caliber teams like NTLs, your your introduction. Um, I agree with that. Um, and and just I want to look really quick while we're on the topic of schedule and look at what EG's got this weekend. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, they play Golden Guardians, Dignitas, oh and C9. So they have two, we can probably assume gimmies yep. and C9 might get interesting, but you know, so it's a pretty sure at least two wins for them. Yeah. Um, this very, weekend, very likely that C9 has a lot to play for on Sunday. So they will. Yeah. yeah that's going to be a, a good match. Yep. Ah. Um, a couple of quick ones, JC one one uh, which we should just name the segment after him. So do you remember that we, that was the first yes. named after someone thing under talk ever had was Keen Tran corner. <laughs> Cause he was the first person to ever submit a question. Was it me, Mr. Keen? Is that the, no, no. It, uh, well, yeah, actually, was yeah, that it was, name? that was the handle. Yeah. yeah. Me, Mr. Keen. Um, anyway, yeah. JC may, may usurp that, but back shout out to the den of thieves days. Yeah. Um, he says JC one hundred one. that is says black, pe- black pepper take. So remember he's, he varies like the heat scale. of his takes. Yes. This is uh this is not high up on the scale, presumably <laughs> unless JC has a really weird relationship to black pepper. <laughs> he says who he, that's it. That's the take noted. I agreed. Noted and agreed. Um, and in the same category, tatted sparrow says someday MVP and no one else comes close. Okay. So, All like right. I said, you know, yeah, I see the inspired case myself, but uh, from the voting favorites, and and like I said, it's in it's in the realm of possibility. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's in the realm of possibility. Um, let's see. Sen says, "Take job is not finished," which is uh, becoming an ever used meme, especially in the LA Thieves realm. Yeah. 
the uh, the famous Kobe quote. Um, he's, so Sen says, job's not finished. Let's celebrate when we bring home the trophy and get to Worlds. Uh, so I think a reminder about like you know the focus of this team. Um, I do think like despite how good everything feels right now, like you know it's not going to be an easy ride. No. Uh, anything could happen on this stretch, and like I think Worlds is very likely, but I want to win LCS really bad. I want to win another LCS title really, really bad. So Absolutely. I like that reminder, especially because we've been we've been gushing about the players and staff like a lot yeah. <laughs> on, yeah. on this pod. Um, so we'll we'll be focused on that just as Crockpot is. He changed his name in our Discord to Zero Loss LCS Playoffs Soon Worlds. That's like his username at the moment. So <laughs> that's great. Uh. Um. Let's go to Mont, who says, so, we aren't a regular season team, <laughs> according to some analysts, yet here we are in first place, and we've beaten EG in our recent matchup. Can't wait to see us in playoffs. It reminds me of um, that, I forget who it was that submitted a similar take. It was basically like, I wonder what it's like to be a good regular season team, since we're not, obviously. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and, again, this may be the week that we finally... I've turned the corner on that uh, with finally getting credit for it. Thank and you very much to you need credit to buy houses.com <laughs> use code hundred talk. Look, one quick thought on that. I get why people say that we are the team that is most likely to not sweat every game and every loss and come out and make yeah. wacky tweets. After, you know, like after we <laughs> go through a rough patch, we haven't done that historically. And I think that has has given the impression to some people, and I, again, I don't blame them for for holding this impression that we are not a regular season team, and that's fine. We have sure turned it up, but this isn't. I think just to be clear, this isn't the expectation of every split all the time, and that is a lesson we've learned over the last two splits. It's not time to hit the roster scramble button when you lose three games in a row. And people think that you have to drop all your players, right? Like, yeah, that's the lesson here is you can both be not a regular season team and a regular season team. Those things are not, you know, they're, they're kind of two sides of the same coin. And what we've shown is, yeah, we can turn it on. And when we turn it on, watch out and don't expect us to keep it on 24 seven because that's not sustainable. Which is kind of wild because we kind of are just stomping all the time anyway. We are now. Um, yeah. Mont also points out that we need two wins to clinch top two. Love that. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's a gimme, but that's good. Yeah, and then also on out. observations about positioning and stuff. Who was it? Oh, um, Amax Legit pointed out, you know, he, he called back to a take from I think two shows ago. Uh, he said, with seven games left this split, so yeah, it has to be <laughs> two shows ago. With seven games left this split, I predict that 100T will finish with their best split win percentage in franchise history. To do so, they need to win five more games, surpassing mm. the previous record. And then he points out, one more win will do that. Look at if that. If we get one more win, we will uh, surpass the record. Let's so, if you make a take and it ages well, I highly encourage you to point out the fact <laughs> that it's aged well. That's fun to see. Yeah, that was a... That was a uh, a take ahead of its time from Amax. Yes. Yes. Uh, we have a few takes that kind of play into our 
uh, whiny baby complaining about <laughs> awards and player of the week and MVP and everything. <laughs> so let's let's kind of do that. I we'll go, we'll work through it. We we probably haven't spent um, enough time whining today. I think it's 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 good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Moore, for example, says take. We are playing too well to win player of the weeks. And this is his explanation for that take. <laughs> he says, our games so often have a couple good early game plays followed by 10 to 20 minutes of slowly strangling the <laughs> opponent that the voters are too bored to give us player week votes, even with our eight game win streak. And I actually think there's something to this because like, obviously narrative award, it's, it's like given to things that generate excitement. Yeah. And like when you, you have those early plays that kind of, put the game in like a almost one state and Mm -hmm. then we just play it out slowly. You don't get repeatedly flashy plays. You don't get the Bwipo set game, you know? So I kind of understand it. I think there's something to it. Yeah. To a degree, it's almost like MVP and rec league. Like, look, if you guys are smashing so hard, it's actually less entertaining than when we have close bangers um, that could go either way. Right? Like those are the games where people really sit up and take notice versus Yep. Okay. Another safe and solid win. Exciting. You know, like I think that's yeah, yeah. right. And as and as Knox reminds us, hundred thieves <laughs> are boring. <laughs> this team is boring. Oh man, we Good weren't times boring this, this weekend. We certainly weren't. We were playing no, uh, the good old style, the old fashioned yeah. League of Legends. Yeah. Um. Another kind of same vein. Um. Thing here. Uh, Crockpot says, hot take though, Abba 100% had an MVP level performance this weekend, but if he didn't have the start of the split he had, I believe he would win the MVP. Mm. And then he pointed out, also still didn't get player of the week or player of the game, if I remember right. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think, yeah, did player of the game go to FBI in that, that R game? I'm not sure. Um, there was a lot of attention on the FBI Siver. But yeah, uh, I think... You know, we talked earlier about how you, you can't just strike the the games from the record, and that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, Jat actually made this point on JLXP today that he believes Abadaga has played at an MVP level for the past stretch. Wow. Now, I'm not sure I fully am in that boat. Like, you know, I would vote for someday if I have to pick someone from our team. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe like Jat kind of atoning for his underrating Abadaga sins. But um, I definitely agree that we've seen MVP caliber play out of Abadaga multiple times this split. I will go, I'll, I'll walk that far with you, Crockpot. Yeah. Um, dude is sick when he's on. Here's an interesting thought experiment. Abba started pretty low, like one of the lower points of his tenure on the roster. <clears throat> and his ending. I would say close to his highest. Inspired, if, you know, I'd say started at about the highest he's been on the EG squad. Um, again, I'm not a super close EG watcher. If he were to fall off at the end, you know, like, it, is that offsetting in some way? Because it's easy to say, well, I've hmm. had a slow start. Um, he's having a fast finish. And inspired, I'm not, I'm not saying that he is like playing at a similarly low level that Abadaga was, but there's still three games to play. And if, you know, like, let's say they drop two of them and he has some like big 
gaffes. It'll be interesting. Interesting conversation. It will be interesting. That will be a question and of recency. <laughs> and yes. it's like inverse recency bias. You know, like right. those who start well have a higher chance. Yep. Um, and then one more kind of attached to the, these ideas and concepts. Burpsky 15. Or I'm sorry, Bupsky. Bupsky 15 um, says, who he getting snubbed for player of the game sucks, but isn't surprising. So he's actually pointing to who he, who had, you know, those really awesome um, sets of games. Do you feel that the support role is underappreciated by the league for recognition? Yeah. This is interesting. Where do you come? To, I, I have some thoughts, but I want to hear from you first. I think it is. Look, I, I just think there are positions where it's easier to show. And look, before I say anything more, I recognize that after got MVP for us. And he got the recognition. So it's, I won't say that it's impossible, that it never happens, et cetera. But I think in general, I think it is easier to overlook an incredibly dominant support performance than it is to overlook the same performance, like the same caliber of play from a carry position. I think that's just kind of the reality of it, the nature of the game. Isn't there like a freakishly high amount of MVPs that are supports? In LCS? Is it is it like the majority? Because like think about Core <laughs> JJ's core. stranglehold on who yeah. is the best player in the LCS, right? Yeah. It's like to me, to me, it's totally like it's not position dependent. I don't think it's position dependent. I think it's just like narrative dependent. It's like whoever people decide to attach themselves to. I mean, look at the freaking insane momentum in the scene that EG built last year because people decided that they were the hope of NA, right? Yeah, yeah. The Houston crowd, 98% of those people never <laughs> cared about EG right. in, until those times. And like, look, look, this is no shade on EG. In fact, the opposite, like all credit to them for capitalizing on that. Their players are clearly good. They made smart bets. And it's cool to see people rally around NA talent. So I don't have bones to pick with that, but I'm yeah. just saying what happens is yeah. People just kind of make up their mind on, <laughs> on like, you know, these kind of things. Yeah. And, and, and then that's not to sh- throw shade at core JJ either. Right. Like I know at least one time I would have voted for him for MVP. Yeah. He's, and, he's, um, and you pointed out Aframu has gotten it. I think, uh, what didn't even Ignar have a year where he was being considered for MVP at the support position. I may be making that up, but I, I know he was like very, very highly regarded for a while. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think it's I don't think the LCS is position dependent any more than any other league. I would say LCS is probably a little bit better about that yeah. than other leagues might be because it feels like MVPs tend to go to like junglers all the time in the other leagues. Maybe this will be my my counterpoint. Um think about Aframu, right? Cody Sun was his ADC. We had Ryu for mid. Like, I think it's a little bit dependent on how dominant your other position players are. And, like, just the style of play that they have. I think for us, it's a little bit harder to see for who he, because closer is so, you know, he will take over a game. And when people take Mm -hmm. over a game, I think that's where it's like, 
oh no, this is the guy. Like he made that play. And you gotta give him the credit for it. I think it's the same for FBI, right? So like there's a difference between the slow scaling hyper carry player who just executes his role in team fights that may likely be set up by the support versus this guy is gonna pull his team over the finish line, you know, and no one can stop yeah. him. So I think that's yeah. a little bit of what we get. By the way, counter to what I said, um, to- Tobishi91, Tobishi, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, said that Aframu's MVP was the first support oh, MVP in the LCS. That's interesting, yeah. So that's something. So maybe that means we've had three since then or something like that, but <clears throat> it does seem like, in my opinion, the LCS isn't afraid to yeah. consider supports for that position. So I did, I did just want to bring that up. Um, but I think what you're saying is like, yeah, like what is exciting to watch? And then often personal branding probably plays a big, big part of that too. Yep. I mean, n- maybe not so much for inspired. I don't like follow him outside of the game. So I don't really like know how strong that brand is coming from LEC and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? It's like Bjergsen, double lift core JJ. These right. are players that have like insane personal brands built up. Yeah. And they kind of the default position is to defer to that right and and to to praise it and give those players perhaps extra due right which is cool because like i honestly i want the league to have its legendary players i want i want the lore there for the league yeah right you know it's it's you want your michael jordan you want your lebron right you want your jim brown or whoever right like that's it's good for that's good for the league yeah yeah let's let's do it so now, I'm not critical on on that point, so I will say that. Yep. Um, I think, I think the LCS does a good job of recognizing support players, just not ours. <laughs> we don't always do the best job either. Really. I, I mean, like I think honestly, and I'm not, at least we're aware. <laughs> I'm not trying to be just like, oh yeah, give us a pass. It's easy to talk on this team about other positions. It really is, and I, you know. I think we're both on the record saying, especially me lately, how much I have enjoyed who he has support. I think he's playing fantastically. And most weeks, we don't really bring up his play that much. So, yeah, you know. But at least we're aware. At least we say, we don't talk about who he enough. He's really good. Sorry we're not talking about him because he's really good. Yeah. Okay. um, (laughs) And then one more take. This is really like not a conversation I think we should do fully right now but i do want to recognize this take coming in and just maybe say a quick piece about it um so shane on twitter is shane levens one said now i'm not saying that i want the team to make a change but what are the circumstances that would merit a change after this split and meeting with rosters is it as simple as not making worlds at this point or is there a scenario where we make worlds and still end up making change? Mm-hmm. I think it's a good question. And I, like I said, we're, we'll probably talk about this at a later time. Jordan, if it's okay with you, I just want to like float a couple things out there. Yep. Um, I think that when you're deciding whether to make a change, you have to consider the ceiling of the team. You have to consider how well the players are gelling. Um, and you have to consider the future. Right. And I think like with how well the team has played with these split, I, I don't want to mess with the chemistry of it. Like these guys know each other so well and perform at such a high level 
eventually we're, we're going to have to deal with father time mm-hmm. and we have budding talents. Right. So I think like, I do think making worlds is kind of like a, a, a base level goal for this squad. Like they're good enough that they should assume they're going to worlds and they should be trying to get an LCS title and getting out of groups are like the next goals, right? Yep. So not making worlds, it, it would, I don't think it's an automatic, yeah, let's look at the roster and see if there's something to be done, but perhaps under certain circumstances, like if it looks really bad and we drop two series in a row against teams that maybe we shouldn't drop series to, maybe that's when it's like, hey, Busio is kind of good and young. Maybe we should look at him. Yep. Tenacity is good and young. Maybe we should look at him. But I just, I can't make myself think about it because our players are so good and they've been that way for so long. Yeah. So I don't even really want to think about it. But. Yeah. I want to elaborate a ton, but I'll say I agree that if we don't make worlds, that's a, a moment of deep reflection, right? Like we, we really got to think about it at that point. And let's, let's be clear. It's not out of the realm of possibility. We talk about, how much talent and potential there is in the LCS, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that we'll go to Worlds. I think we are going to Worlds, but I'm, it's like, it's not like, you know, one in a trillion odds that we right. don't make Worlds. So exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the bad part about doing such a good job of building the org's talent at different levels is that you're spoiled for talent and you have to figure out what to do with that. You can only play one player at each position at a time. Yeah. League of Legends okay. two, maybe it's a co-op game. You need <laughs> two per. <laughs> 10 v 10. Dual controller setup. Dual control. I get the buttons, you get the joystick. We're uh <laughs> Yeah. It's like Goldeneye back in the day. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Um let's quickly do predictions for this upcoming week and get the honk out of here. What yeah. do you say, my friend? Let's do that. So game one against FlyQuest, as I mentioned, they are in sixth place uh, at seven and eight. They lost a couple of rough ones this weekend. Uh, but again, have the potential to maybe do something. What are you feeling? Uh, I think we take this game. I do. I think um, for me, FlyQuest is the team that is improving, but not there yet. And um, I think we're, st- we're, we're obviously hot. I think we'll stay hot. Like for me, we hit this point where we, we can beat reliably and consistently these types of teams. And I think we're there mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. We've certainly been playing like that. I will say I expect a win here as well, though caveat. If Jose locks in Hecarim, I am going to be a little nervous. Okay. I'm not going to say our chances of winning are like 20% if he locks in Hecarim, but that champ still gives me a little bit of fright. Uh, I think that's the so kit, right? I, that's like the idea behind That's it. part of the kit, yes. <laughs> it works in real life and on the roof. Uh, yeah, I just, I just get a bad feeling about that champ. So if he locks that in, I'll probably just tweet, oh no, and then leave it at that. There you go. <laughs> but I, I do expect that we'll win that game. Uh, sorry to the flight check crew. It's been a rough one for those guys, man. They look promising early and it just... Yeah. It's one of those things where it's not totally obvious why it hasn't gone as well as they would have hoped. But yeah. It feels anyway. like seasons of, of what ifs. Of split yeah. And kind of ironic that uh, a yeah. flight check team is in sixth place. Um, game two. 
versus CLG. Uh, CLG tied for third place, 10 and 5. I think I, I should double check this since I keep bringing it up, but I think they're on a five game win streak. They won against C9 and FlyQuest this past weekend. 100 Thieves Jr., Jordan, how are you feeling? We've had their number all split. And I don't think we're going to have it this time. I think they're going to beat us. I think. Wow. Going back to what you, what you always say, you can't stay hot forever. I hope that we we slip before playoffs so that we can regroup and be ready. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be worried if we lose this game and it's a super week. It's three games against three really hard teams. I could see us preparing for them or not having as much time to prepare for them as we'd like. So I'm going to give it to them. So I too agree that I think a loss is, very possible, and I almost in a dark way am rooting for a loss because of my thing. Yep. And I always say, I want to lose right before playoffs. I'm learning want from you. to lose. Yeah. But I think we got that big brother effect on CLG, and I just don't think they're the team to do it. I just don't think they're going to do it. I, I think CLG has, um, I think they've hit on some magic that is not going to always work. And, I think we know three of their players extremely well. And I just think we, I, we've proven that we know how to handle them. I, I just, I'm not worried about that, that game. Like you, I will not hit any panic button if we drop that game. Mm-mm. I don't really care. Yep. Um, but I don't think that's the game we're going to lose this weekend. And spoiler alert, game three versus Team Liquid, also tied in third place. Also, I think on a little bit of a win streak. They won also against FlyQuest, and they embarrassed EG. And I think that's the team that is going to take us down at the perfect time for us. Perfect time. <laughs> I'm Again, I'm not rooting for this. I want to be clear. <laughs> yeah. I want us to win if possible. However, if we lose, I hope we get bone crushed by TL. <laughs> and we just reinvigorate ourselves with that edge. Yeah. And we have something to prove. So that if we see them in the playoffs, it's going to be one, and we're going to 3-0 them faster than we did in finals Ooh. in summer 2021. There it is. So, so I, yes, and Coconuts, I agree with you. I want, I want first place, too. I want all those things. I want them. I'm just saying, I ain't going to be too mad if, if that's the way it plays out. And I do, I just think, like, they're so, they have so much talent and potential on that roster that... It's got to click for them. And it seems to be going that way now. So if we lose to them, I don't think it means anything about who's the better team. Okay. We are still better than TL, and we will beat them in the playoffs. If, if it comes to that. You heard it here first. Um, we're going to beat them. And here's why. We're going to get Abadaga popping off, and someday is going to get the better of Whippo. And that will be enough for us to get the win. Let's go. Easy as that. Easy as that. Um, okay. So both of us are feeling a two and one, but for different reasons. Yeah. And neither one of hey, Jordan, guess what? I'll give you another spoiler. Okay. If we go one and two this weekend, I too will not panic. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the way I want to finish the split. But I just, I'm down to ride with this squad, man. 
Yeah. We are, we've got our boys and I'm not worried about it. And that is not just being a fanboy either. <laughs> that is proven track record for these guys. So I'm going to ride with them. Yeah. I'm like, until I'm proven wrong, I'm going to ride with them. Somebody so, has to prove that we won't perform in these playoffs like we have in the last two. And right now, yeah. all signs point to us being in that type of form. Yeah. And as Silky Milkman's pointing out, like, can't, I just can't wait to lose to TL and then <laughs> see all the analysts be like, see, we knew 100 Thieves were a fraud all this split. And we just, you know, they went on a win streak, but we knew something would happen. You know, it's you know it's gonna happen especially because it's team liquid yeah um but us hundred talkers over here in our small little corner of the internet ain't worry about nothing we know who the best player is that's right and we'll tell you who okay. the best player is at the end of this split we doing it postseason be pop be what was it be pop be popped be popped be popped <laughs> We'll we'll make our beep up. Is that at the end? Of, we give it out at the end of the split, right? Not the end of the regular season. We gotta give it the right time. Yeah, the actual beep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm down. I'm yeah. down. Okay. okay, cool, cool. I can't. I can't wait to do that. Maybe we should come up with some other awards too. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we should solicit some input even from from chat and our Discord and everything. Okay. Uh, let's go. This was fun. Uh, shout out Elgato. Shout out Rip It. Shout out, get you that big old creditboost.com <laughs> code 100 talk. And uh, shout out to everybody in chat. Shout out LA Thieves, world champions. Shout out Oak Boy. Shout out John Robinson. And uh, this Thursday, we don't, plans not yet sure for this Thursday. Um, whether we're doing Rec League or hold on to your buds, we'll let you guys know. We'll figure it um, out. Follow along in our Discord. And anything else? I think that's it. We'll see you after Super Week, Under Talkers. Yep. It's going to be a fun little summer off season. Or, uh, sorry, postseason. <laughs> Not going to be. Well, maybe it will be a fun off season as we celebrate being champions again. Whoa. Postseason is what I meant to say, though. So, you know. Dang you know how it is. Soon. I've been talking too long on this microphone. Okay. Let's get out of here before we mess it up even further. Everybody, as always, we love you. And we miss you already. Wow.